Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodhart O. Equeme. Whilst you're standing, please turn together with me to Psalm 110, our anchor text for this season. Verses 1 to 2, we'll combine that with Ephesians 6, 13 to 17. Psalm 110, 1 to 2, and Ephesians 6, 13 to 17. It is good to read the word of the Lord together, so let's read clearly, boldly, courageously, the count of three, one, two, three, go. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. The last portion, rule thou in the midst of your friends. Once again, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Hallelujah. Your enemies, notwithstanding, there's a dominion mandate active, activated in your life. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6, 13 to 17. Have a count of three, let's go. One, two, three. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Shall I begin, amen? amen? You will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy, not some, not few, not most, not many, but all. But assignment this morning, dressed for dominion. Somebody robe for dominion, apparelled head to toe to care. Hallelujah, as I say. In military parlance, we're dressed to kill. This time, it's the devil that's in trouble. Father, we thank you for the honor and the privilege again to gather under this open heavens. We're so grateful. Times of refreshing. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. I beseech you again, I'm a father, to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours, that this day I will come to your people with a thus said the Lord, with a word from God's throne. Move every man, boy, girl in this room and those who have logged on across the nations and those who will hear this sermon in days, weeks, months, years to come. From where we are to the place called destiny, we vows always to give you alone the praise. The glory and the honor that belongs to you, in Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Tell anybody it's time to dress for dominion. Hallelujah. 
I believe you are already aware that the theme and the focus of this season is Kingdom Dominion by the Word. Quite a lot to chew, to milk from that phrase just by it alone. Kingdom is one, dominion is another. Then by the vehicle instrumentation, the Word. Quite a lot there. For those who have been in church for quite a while and have taken the time, you should, to go through our Roger School of Ministry, two tiers, our membership class, you will quickly find that we have 10 core values. And we creatively try to imprint that in our hearts so it goes beyond just uh, a mission statement, motto you put on our office you don't really know or believe. So on a week-by-week -week basis, the multimedia will present to you one out of the 10 core values for the particular reason to emphasize them to hopefully cause them to begin to resonate in our hearts so there'll be things we live with not only just in church but will form our core values to live. They're well worth it because they're all founded on scriptures, 10 of them. And one way to remember it uh, is WW feel D prayer dot LS. W, okay, website, you know, but just two W's. WW feel D prayer.ls The first W imagine is the integrity of the word of God. The second is we believe very strongly in a passionate worship. You can tell that the way we worship quite clamorous, quite exuberant. We hold no bow, no bass because our God is deserving of our worship. We believe it's a debt we owe him for all of our time and all of eternity. Is the emphasis on the reverential fear of God, or F, better still, will believe that the fear of the Lord is a revelation every believer ought to seek to imbibe and to live by. The fear of God is a safety valve on this side of eternity. The Bible said, by the fear of the Lord, men depart from iniquity. Proverbs 16, verse 6. We also emphasize our eternal consciousness. We believe when you have eternity in view, your choices and decisions on this side of eternity will be largely different from how it would be if you don't have a view that your life is beyond your 80, 90, 100 years here on the earth. We believe also in the spirit of excellence because we believe that God is the most excellent God. That's who he is. The Bible calls him that. While that word may be used loosely in our modern day parlance, our God is really the most excellent and he's deserving of excellent worship. That means your very best at every point in time you find yourself. We believe that the love of God is our foundation. Foundation we can build upon and understand. The first century church was built on the love of God. It was the love that moved them, motivated them to bring, to sell their all and to bring to church, quote unquote, to the temple lay at the feet of the apostles, where which there was distribution to all of the sin that had need. And the D, you will imagine, is kingdom dominion earthly living. For a house of revival, uh, it brings some measure of balance because <laughs> uh, revival will, will talk to you about heaven, eternity, passion, ex uh, intimacy. But we understand that God designed us 
not to postpone our victory and our dominion into the distant land by, but we're called to rule, to reign here on the earth. Shout a big amen. I'm giving a fast track training to our membership class. Praise God. We also believe that prayer is something we, we engage in with a lot of fervor, a lot of passion. Hence, you see the various watches in church. You wonder this, this church, when they tire, they pray at 6, pray at 9, pray at 12, pray at 3. What's going on here? It's part of our core value. You see, I'm sharing this with you so that if you're a part of this church, these ethos and values should be part of how you live. Don't run from prayer. Don't run from worship. Don't run from dominating. Don't run. Run to it. It's a part of your culture. Shout a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. So we pray unapologetically. Then Ellis uh, or Ellis, Christ-like leadership, we believe that largely God has called us to, to, to lead by serving. So we do believe that in a house like this, um, we don't grapple for authority or leadership position and post. We simply serve. We serve in the manner Christ taught us to serve. Said he came not to be served, but he came to serve and to give himself as a ransom for many. So that's Christ-like leadership, which is uh, the model of discipleship. And S is the Holy Spirit, our activator. We believe the Holy Spirit is the revivalist. There's no one person who's a revivalist. No, no, it's the Holy Ghost. And when he's allowed to rest in your matter, in your home, in your family, business finances, you will experience revival. So these are what we call our 10 covenants. But for this month, we're emphasizing a kingdom dominion in earthly living. As we survey the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, we see that God in his magnanimity had created man as the apex, as the climax, as the epitome of all of his creation. There was creation that went on from day one to day six. Man was only created at the back or on the, on the backdrop of everything else. So all things that were created were really for the benefit and for the blessing of mankind. Because man was designed by purpose, by the original intention of God to rule and to reign on the earth as vice regent, if you like, as governor of the earth on behalf of God in the heavens. Hallelujah. Shall I begin? Amen. Bible declares in Psalm 115 verse 16 that the earth has the Lord, has the Lord given to man. The earth. It says, the heaven is the Lord's and the earth hath he given to the children of man. So the heaven is his. Truthfully, the heaven and earth is his. But he's saying, the heaven is my place of abode or reference point. Heaven for my throne and the earth my footstool. So but the earth has he given to the children of man to what? To rule him. So you and I are called to reign here on the earth. The dominion mandate was found in Genesis 1.28. Quite exciting. Uh, is what I call a five-man relay that ends in dominion. It says, and God blessed them and God said unto them, point number one, the primary way to bless is to say, aha. So when your man of God or your father, your mother, or someone you know who carries a tangible blessing says to you, it is well with you. Don't just look, say, amen. And let me declare to you, according to scripture, 
according to Isaiah 3.10, Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with you. Your amen sounds quite questionable. Let me try again. Rogic, home global. According to the Holy Writ, it shall be well with you. In the name of Jesus. Well with you in your going out. Well with you in your coming in. Well with you in the city. Well with you in the field. Well with you in your houses. Well with you in your homes. Well with you concerning your finances. Once again, Roger got a hum. It shall be well with you in the name of Jesus. God blessed them and said, <laughs> Hey, be fruitful. Step one. Step one to dominion is your becoming fruitful until there is a seed you found that is fruitful. You will not end up in dominion. So be fruitful and multiply. The next level is multiplication and replenish the earth. Three. Number four, subdue it. Number five, and have dominion. Oh boy. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Somebody shout, I've got dominion. I don't know whether you really believe what you say. Hey, I've got dominion. Shout like a thunder, I've got dominion. You're designed to rule over the fish, over the bed, over the rat, over the bats, over the lion. Hey, somebody shout again, I've got dominion. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Unfortunately, in the Garden of Eden, due to sin, man lost the original dominion mandate placed in his hands. And all through history, God in his mercy began a journey not only to redeem man, which means to buy man back, but to again reintroduce by way of restoration the original dominion mandate. <laughs> so twofold redemption we are not just delivered from darkness or from sin saved from death but we are also translated into his own kingdom the kingdom of the son of his love to do what? to reign from there so one step is delivered from but the other is delivered to are you here? While we celebrate the from, we must also fully celebrate the toll. So we're redeemed from death, but there's, there's also a restoration of the lost dominion mandate. So in the new birth, we are recreated or born again to reign. You're not born again as in a car that enjoyed panel beating in the panel beater shop. No, sir. No, sir. You're not a makeover believer. Patch you here, patch you there. Repair you here. No, 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 no. The Bible declares in the second Corinthians 5:17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
all things have passed away. All things have become new. And all things have become of God. When you said yes to Jesus, you became a brand new creature. And it's important for us, as I'm challenging myself in recent times, to go back and begin to renew our minds in what the Bible makes understand as new creation realities. Know who you are. Know what he did for you. Know what you have in redemption. Hello, somebody? Until you know who you are, what you have, what you did, you may not reign or rule. You are the head and not the tail, based on redemption. You are the blessed, not the curse, based on redemption. You are the one called to progress, based on redemption. The path of the redeemed, Bible says, shines brighter and brighter even to the day of perfection. Proverbs 4, 18. So your future is brighter than your past. I didn't hear any amen. amen. Let me say it again. Your future is brighter than your past. Amen. So the second half of the year is bringing for you brightness like you've not seen in the entirety of the year. Somebody, your best days are still in front of you. You're not a casualty of destiny. No, sir. No, ma'am. If you're born again, you're a child of destiny. And you are going somewhere wonderful to happen. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Glory to God. If any man means any man being Christ, a new creature, all things have passed away. All things have become new. Hear this. Romans 5, 17, please write down. Very important scripture for this teaching. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Wow. You know who the one man is? Who? Adam. The first Adam. By his offense, death reigned from Adam to the last man of the second Adam. To Jesus. Yeah. Death reigned. Death reigned in such a way that it doesn't matter how good your works are or could be. Death was in the blood. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. In iniquity was I born. So by the virtue of just being born, you're born into sin. It's a virus. You can't change it. But thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ that is able to wash that virus called sin. <laughs> the blood of booze and goats can't wash it, but there is a blood. The blood that flows from Emmanuel's vein will so zap your sins and take it as the east is from the west. Said he will remove our sins from us as far as the east is. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. That blood did not atone or cover your sin. That blood zapped it, erased it, eradicated it. Praise God. So when God looks at you as the redeemed, born again, blood washed, he sees you as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 5.21 He who knew no sin became sin. Sin is what he became. Just like Adam became sin by sinning. So he became sin. 
In the like manner also, we also who were in sin are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, listen to me. How did Jesus become sin? Question number one. Did he lie? No. Did he cheat? Never. Did he steal? No. Did he kill? God forbid. <laughs> he became sin when sin was credited to his account on the cross. He cried, Eli, Eli, Sabachthani, why has thou forsaken me? The moment the entire sin of mankind was credited to his account, he became sin. Oh boy. <sighs> he didn't sin, he became the embodiment of sin. Oh boy, may the Lord open our eyes of understanding. Please put up 2 Corinthians 5 21. In a like manner as he became sin, listen carefully. Likewise, in that day, in that moment, you walk up the altar and said, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I open my heart. I invite you. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Guess what? The Bible says that we might be made, not gradually become, we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Ah, yeah, yeah. Righteousness speaks of having a right standing before God without a sense of guilt nor condemnation. Hmm? It's a robe. It's called the robe of righteousness. <laughs> it's what you wear and appear before God. God doesn't see you anymore. He sees the righteousness of Christ on you. That's why he says, you are able, based on Hebrew 4.16, to come boldly. Not arrogantly, by the way, boldly. Huh? To what? To the throne of grace. Not of judgment. To obtain what? Mercy, grace, find help in the time of it. Your passport to the throne is not your deed, it is the robe of righteousness. It's not earned, it is credited. It's not earned, it's not deserved, it is reserved. Somebody paid for it. His name is Jesus. That's why he's called the conqueror. You are called more than conqueror. Romans 8:37. We are more than conqueror in Christ Jesus. Why? He's our conqueror, he's our warrior, he's our king. But he simply placed it on your, your hand. Because of mercy. He won the trophy and gave you the trophy. Righteousness means right standing before God. Huh. If you're born again, if you are, kick guilt from your mind. Kick condemnation from your mind. One of the enemy's weapons of choice is the weaponry of guilt. It looks subtle, but it's powerful. If you carry guilt in your spirit, in your soul, you will, you will always have the tendency to be afraid of your God. And he wanted intimacy with you, as we learned in the early part of the service. He wanted you to draw near. And you can't draw near without the robe of righteousness. You can't draw near feeling guilty. 
Because Satan will point to you what you've done, what you haven't done before the throne. But Jesus said, hey, look at me. I pay the price. Look at the blood. As Satan condemns day and night, his blood speaks night and day. Satan condemns, his blood vindicates. His blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel. May somebody receive the voice of the blood over your life. Discharged, acquitted, and made free. How can you allow what you did 10 years ago stop you from going forward? No, sir. There is therefore now no condemnation for the who are, who are in Christ Jesus. Why? The law of the spirit of life has set them free, made them free from the law of sin and death. The higher law is life. Spirit of life. The lower one is death. You are under a higher government. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more. Ah, say with me, much more. Uh -huh. Say with me, much more. Ah. As terrible as this is, that Adam's sin just poured on everybody. See, Jesus came, Christ came. Said, much more. Much more. <laughs> Let's see, much more. Much more, they which receive, hey, 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 hey. Number one, two things, oh, two things. Abundance of grace. We don't reign by law, we reign by grace. Somebody wants to say grace is G-R-A-C. God's riches at Christ's expense. One way to see bigger than that. But you reign by grace. Number two says, and of the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And of the gift. I love the word gift. And I'm sure you love the word gift too. Who don't like gifts? I love gifts. <laughs> and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Has somebody ever presented to you a gift and then as the person was going away from it, ah, by the way, that wristwatch cost, what, 10,000 naira? Please, this is the account to credit to me. That's not a gift. You sold it to me by cook and, and, and whatever it is, by manipulation. But if you gave it to me, there's no price tag on it. There's no need for exchange. There's no, 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 no. It's a gift means you paid for it and on your account of your labor, you laid it at my feet. Oh, yeah. So, righteousness is a gift. Wow. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's only reserved for you. And you reign by abundant grace and the gift of righteousness. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. I see mighty giants rising from this company. Rulers with a rod in their hand to reign in their environment. Says, so sit down at the feet of him and then rule down in the midst of your enemies. The Lord said to my Lord, sit. We're getting there. Sit. Sit. And rule down where? In the midst of your enemies. <laughs> Saints, if there are enemies involved in this matter, 
It means there's warfare involved in the matter. Mm. Oh yes. If enemies are involved in your dominion mandate, in your rulership mandate, that means enemies are involved. Warfare for dominion. It takes a measure of warfare to bring you into rest. Somebody once said that, that your, your, your willingness for warfare will determine your welfare. Your warfare will guarantee your welfare. What you're willing to fight for will determine what you eventually get. You claim, you put, you, you claim your stakes in the ground. In other words, beloved, we must be willing and prepared to fight. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor I'm set to fight. Set to fight, set to fight, set to fight, set to fight. Not by my power, not by my mind, not by my strength, but by his spirit I'm set to fight. Saint, dominion and rest, listen carefully, is consequential to fighting, to fighting. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, 9, Please write it down, 9 to 11. 9 to 11. There remaineth therefore a rest. Wow. To the people of God. To logicians. Amen. 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 Say rest for you and me. Rest from your troubles. Rest from your tears. From your fears. For your anxiety. Rest. Rest. To the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works. As God did from his, hear this carefully, it connects labor to rest. And it seems like a paradox. If you are resting, why labor? But it says, let us labor. It's a charge. It's an encouragement. Let us labor. Therefore, to enter into that rest, Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now, listen carefully. There could be some areas of your life you find yourself struggling here and there, here and there, here and there. Can you consider for a moment that that struggle or that situation calls for battles to the next level to bring you into rest? Praise God somebody. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let me say this way. <laughs> it is true that there are giants in Canaan. But you see, the giants were placed there for partially a reason. To serve as a sign post that you are welcome to Canaan. If you're coming from the airport, Namesco Airport, Abuja here, and you turn into that main, used to be called James Wolferson, but that main road, airport road, uh, you probably see a sign that tells you at some point, welcome to the federal capital territory. And a sign pointing. Whilst the sign is a sign, 
the sign is not the city. But when I see the sign, I know I'm close to the city. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the sign should be a source of encouragement. Not discouragement. Perspective. When I see the sign, I know that I'm close to Canaan or I'm in Canaan. One sign is giants. So the giants shouldn't intimidate me. I must pull up my boots and say, wait a minute. Welcome to the land that flows with milk and honey. Let's get ready. You see, when we're young as believers, we were mistaken to think that Canaan is a type of heaven. It cannot be. The land that flows milk and honey. It can't be. Why? There are no giants in heaven. But in your Canaan, and your Canaan can be many things. Your Canaan can be your, your healing. Your Canaan can be your marriage. Your Canaan can be your promotion after being truncated on one road for seven years. Your Canaan can be having your child after 11, 13 years of marriage. So, your Canaan requires a contention. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Twelve spies were sent to Canaan, Numbers 13. Ten came what the Bible calls an evil report. And they all saw the same thing. They declared, oh, the land flows with milk and honey. But the only thing was their boss was different. The ten, which was majority, said, but we saw giants in the land and, and, and we were like them grasshoppers or we were in their eyes as grasshoppers. And the question is, how were you able to see yourself through their eyes? How did you do that? So you looked at them, they looked at you. Ah, we're like grasshoppers. Hello, somebody. But Caleb and Joshua, by the time we get to verse 14, or chapter 14, says, wait a minute, slow down, calm down. I'm seeing them from the eyes of the God who gave us a prophetic word that this year is my year to be revived, to revive. As far as I am concerned, from this heavenly perspective, they are for us as bread. Who are they like? Bread. What are you calling bread? Anakims and all the kim, 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 kim. You call them bread? What really is bread? Is that that you eat and become stronger? Some of those obstacles are to strengthen our faith muscles. I read only yesterday, uh, one of my teachers, like, I listened to old men who are gone, <laughs> Derek Prince. He, he said, he testified, that for many years as a teacher of the word, for many years, he struggled with depression until God opened his eyes and showed him a scripture that changed everything. I said, this great man for years battled with depression, but guess what? When he overcame him, he ate a giant. There are giants on your way that God wants you to eat on your way to dominion. 
don't let them deter you don't let them stop you forget what the doctor said what the lawyer said what the banker said these are giants as Caleb Joshua said the giants have become bread for you as you eat one it becomes stronger <laughs> the Lord said to my Lord sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. May this word become our reality. Enemies are our footstool. The enemy of disease, cancer, trying to harass your body. The enemy of delays and barrenness. The enemy of fear, morbid fear, panic attacks, depression, suppression. May they become footstool for you to tread upon. In the name of Jesus. Until I make your enemies your word footstool. Fire. Poverty. Footstool. Pain. Footstool. Delay. Denials. Worry. Anxiety. Loneliness. Whatever names. Footstool. The rulership is in the midst of your enemies. You have prayed, I have prayed, let my enemies fall down and die. There's a dimension of that. But another level, let my enemy live and see what God will do in my life. Ha, 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 ha. I know mockers who mocked my life when I stepped out five years ago in crazy obedience. I don't want them to die. Let them live and see what God what we are doing my life and your life don't kill them let me hear news pierce their hearts in the midst of my enemies <laughs> the psalm is declared in psalm 23 <laughs> even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil thy rod rod is word <laughs> thy rod and thy staff staff is the spirit the holy ghost <laughs> so he leads you by the rod the word he leads you by the holy ghost i, I call it the map and the compass Kando you need a map the map of the word you need a compass the holy ghost to walk on the map he said i gave you both the rod and the staff they will comfort you they will guide you they will guard you but guess what thou preparest a table before me where in the presence of my enemies your enemies your enemies your enemies i don't know what they're called but your enemies it's a table they watch you eat breakfast say hello lunch hello supper hello and Caleb said, they become bread for us. So if, the, so, so, so if the Lord wills, we're more than able to take the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody getting blessed. Give me three fire baptized hallelujahs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, all you saints. Shout. 
Taking in the, refuse to go to labor world cannot have a child. Laboring is the, is, the, is the climax of pregnancy to bring forth the child. You are kind prophecy in your womb, but you can't you don't labor. No, labor is to birth it. And these are these are God's mercies shown us as a as an apostolic house, prophetic company where we can join and labor, build intimacy with the Holy Ghost. Pray here, pray there, pray here, pray there. Ten minutes, thirty minutes. But you just think it will happen like that. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. It takes labor to enter rest. It takes a fight to pull down giants. But they're yours and mine for the taking by the grace of God. So the giants have become bread to us. Hallelujah. Let us labor to enter into rest. Lest any man should fail or fall after the same example of unbelief. Verse 12 gives us an indication of one aspect of labor. Verse 12. For the word of God is quick. For is a conjunction word connecting the previous sentence or statement to this one. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divine son of the soul, spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So number one point of labor is to labor in the word. Hallelujah. 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 To labor in the word. It means it won't always be an easy task to dig beyond the surface of the word. To the nuggets beneath. It takes time. It takes some commitment. Some diligence, some humbling yourself, and crying unto God. According to Psalm 11 and 18, open thou the eyes of my understanding that I may behold wondrous things from your word. Say, cry, slip up. Look at this again. First Timothy 5 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor. Ah, where? In the word and doctrine. That word doctrine is teaching. So it is a labor to stay in the word. It's a labor. But another major part of labor, as I inferred, is labor in prayer. So when you combine these two dimensions of labor, you're on your way to your high places. The word. And prayer, haya, haya, the word and prayer, they go together. The more of the word you have, the more delights of prayer will become. John 15, 7, I believe it is. If my word abide in you, 
and you abide in me, you shall ask of me what you desire and I will give it to you. So the word and prayer go together. The more the word you have, the sweeter prayer becomes. Because prayer essentially is returning the word of God back to God. So my word shall not return unto me void of power, but it shall bring an accomplishment of that which I sent it to do. Hello, somebody. So when you pray, say, Lord, according to 2 Corinthians 2.14, Oh, I give you thanks because in all situations, you cause me to triumph. Even in this one, there's traveling for me. Thank you. That's prayer. Hello, somebody. Woo. Labor in prayer. Look at, look at Colossians 4.12. Colossians 4.12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you always laboring fervently how for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of god i want to emphasize laboring fervently for you where in prayers please don't run from prayer you can't be in the house of god and you're running from prayer don't now you're not helping yourself it's part of it. It's part of the curriculum. Ten core values. It's part of it. That pile of text he gave us four of them. It's part of it. Mission statement. A motto. It's all part of it. Vision statement. All part of it. So when you see the things God gave us as pillars to bring about a culture of revival and you flow in them, you just flow like, just, you're just flowing because the, the tide carries you. But when you are in the house, you're not engaged with the elements that make the house a house. You hear testimonies here and there. You hear the young lady said that she, her, her bone, I, I didn't even know about her bone. Bone change, I don't know how, it's the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So these kind of testimonies, they are available in this house. But somebody must do the needful. Hallelujah. Please, 5 a.m. GPPA. Try. People are joining all over the world. Try. Kano, Bauchi, Gombe, Yola, Abuja, Lagos. Kwara, Ilori. Mina, all of them. But you are, you are, try. It's part of the curriculum. Labor in word, labor in prayer. Say, I receive grace to labor in the name of Jesus Christ. I will birth dominion in this season in Jesus' name. Psalm 110, 1 to 2. Let's see that again. This will bless you. This came to me in my course of study and preparation. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, wow, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Is that right? Are you still here? Still here? Praise God. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength. That's the word of God. We rule by the word out of sight. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. I want to emphasize the word sit. 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 The Bible declares for the redeemer of the Lord that when Christ was raised from the dead, must be Ephesians 2, 6 to 8, there about, I believe it is. We were raised together with him. Is that right? And we're made.
to sit together with him where? At the right hand of where? The Father God. So he is in a seated position. The king has two postures. The king can either be seated or the king can be standing. Wow. When the king sits, he is ruling, he is reigning, he's resting. But if the king stands, Wahala don't start. Now war. Still trouble. So, the standing position of the king is a posture of warfare and battles. But hear this. Track this. Before a king can come to a place where he can sit, he must have stood and warned. It is the warfare of the king that recommends his sitting. rest so when you read the scriptures many kings in the bible had the testimony and for so and so years 15 years 30 years there was peace in the land without warfare before that was warfare and he gave them rest roundabout before the rest warfare so the king was in standing to sit in position are you here I perceive somebody has been in the standing posture. May God grace us to stand long enough till we overcome our foes and our enemies where we are recommended for sitting. Say amen. Please don't sit prematurely. No, no, no. Battles will open up tomorrow again. They will rear the ugly head. No. Some foes need to be subdued now so they can have rest tomorrow. You don't postpone today's battles into your future. There are battles assigned to your life for the year 2020. We must find them and they will not cross over to the next year. Should the Lord tarry. Somebody shout a big amen. Fight. 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 Fight, fight delays, fight loneliness, fight barrenness. There's a way out. Stay with the word, stay in prayer. God is not a problem. No, we have to establish the dominion He won for us. Look at this. Ah, yeah, yeah. We're going to worship God, the King of Kings, Lord of us. Hear this Psalm 1 1, verse 1. Chapter 1. Blessed, are you there? Amen. Is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So there's a walking. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. So there is a standing. But the climax is this. Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. So it is walk, stand, and sit.
It's walk, stand, and we must be willing to keep on walking, keep on giving, keep on witnessing, keep on evangelizing, keep on until the point where we have subdued our foes. That man of God said, their prince said for years, great teacher, he wrestled with depression until God built a light in Isaiah and he saw it was, it was just a cloud of heaviness from the pit of hell. A demon. I brought that heaviness over him for years. And with a simple word of prayer, boom, it became permanently delivered. You know why I say that? So that you don't get discouraged when it seems the result is not glaring. Keep at it. As Pastor DOD, he kept at it. As Pastor Tony, they kept at it. There are things in your life you know you've kept at until you saw it through. Seven years believing God for one breakthrough. But when it came, it came. When it comes, it will come. When it rains, it will pour. Somebody walk long enough. Somebody stand long enough. And then you'll be qualified to sit and rest. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. Can you ask the Lord for grace to stand as long as is necessary? The Bible says, having done all, stand, stand, stand. Lift your voice and thank the Lord. Ah, I want to hear a praying church, a warring church, a winning church, a victorious church. Can we receive grace for warfare? Ah, dressed for dominion. Dressed for dominion. Can you ask the Lord for grace to dress you? Ah, it says, put on the whole armor of God. The whole, not some. Loins got about with truth. Breastplate of righteousness. Feet shod. With the preparation of the good news, the gospel. The helmet of salvation covering my mind. Ah, above all, we take the shield of faith. Where we, we, we're praying now, open your mouth. We quench every fury dart of the enemy. We take the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Please pray. Father, rob me, clothe me for dominion. Dress me for dominion, the apparel, the attire, loins, God about with truth. Ah, my heart is preserved with righteousness. Not my own righteousness based on my works, but of faith. Have one plea, mercy. One plea, I have grace. One plea, mercy, grace. My deeds don't qualify. Mercy and grace. Somebody cry. Somebody cry. Somebody cry. Cry sincerely. You love to hear the humble and the sincere. Pray from your heart. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. 
Turn it around for me. All the hindrances we cast every care, every concern at your feet. Concern of the future of the now of that marriage, that health. We let you feed our children. The concern of their well-being, the track they're pursuing. We let you feed, oh God. They are covenant children. Can you receive help from the throne of grace? I receive help. I need help. I need help. What's that area of struggle of sin? Help me, Lord. Deliver me. Masturbation. Lost. He's a thrice holy God. His eyes are pure. Your liquidity. Oh Lord, deliver me. Cry out and plead the blood. You're in a house of revival. Are you praying? 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 Mercy upon my soul. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.